I'm excited about how technology is uh, being democratized, how it's plunging in cost. And we have one of our missions is to positively impact one billion people in the next The relevance of a new technology to solving problems that affect like a billion people. All great stuff happens because someone inspires someone else to do something. The next wave of innovation is going to be eroding the territory. Hazza, change makers. Welcome back to another episode of Exponential Africa, where during the Singularity U Madrid Summit, I was fortunate enough to sit down with Chris Oestergaard, who is the Chief Learning and Innovation Officer at Singularity U Nordic. Chris, over the last four years, has had an incredible career with Singularity, and during that time, we've become good friends. Chris translated the book Exponential Organizations for the Scandinavia region and has recently come out with his new book called Transforming Legacy Organizations. If you're part of a large corporate, you definitely need to get this book because it will help you transform and innovate and move that big ship faster. Have a listen and I hope you enjoy. None of this would be possible without the incredible support of our partners. Our collaboration partners are the Development Bank of Southern Africa, Discovery, Deloitte, and MTN. A collaboration partner of the Development Bank of Southern Africa, who is also our first Singularity U South Africa country partner, has a focus in how to bring prosperity to all South Africans through infrastructure development, communications, and technology. And they have some massive ambitious projects which we'll be sharing with you over the coming months. Our other collaboration partner is Discovery. Discovery is a shared value insurance company whose purpose and ambition are achieved through pioneering business model that incentivizes people to be healthier and enhances and protects their lives. They have been written about in many books and today Discovery covers over 5.1 million clients, which is incredible. Our next collaboration partner is Deloitte, who have also become a country partner with Singularity U South Africa. And we've been building an incredible relationship with Deloitte over the last three years. And working with their team has really shown us how Deloitte really does live up to their mantra of delivering impact into Africa and, and helping their clients transform and be ready for the future. Our next collaboration partner is also a country partner of Singularity South Africa. And we are proud to say they are the largest mobile network across Africa, MTN. MTN is leading the way in communications, bringing voice and data communications to millions of South Africans. Today on Exponential Africa, we are very lucky to have a dear friend, Chris Oestergaard, who is the co-founder and Chief Learning and Innovation Officer of Singularity U Nordic. So Chris, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. What does it mean to be the Chief Learning and Innovation Officer at Singularity U Nordic? Yeah, it's quite a mouthful. Well, uh, what it really means is that we're an educational institution, right? So we run a lot of different education programs around understanding exponential technology and the impact it has on us as individuals, companies, and as a society. So it's uh, my overarching role to uh, design our education programs and ensure that we get all the value into them that we possibly can. 
and also work on the innovation side, if you like. So there's a capability building side for companies and organizations, and then there's an innovation side. So we run accelerator programs and different other initiatives as well to help companies become more innovative. Amazing. And, and as a Singularity U South Africa, we've, we've just started our journey, and, and the Nordics are, have been doing it for a couple of years. So you've seen some incredible change that's happened over the last few years in, in, in your uh, region, right? Well, there's no doubt about that. Uh, the whole notion of and understanding of that technology really is developing at an accelerating pace and it has massive implications for all of us has really become mainstream, if not knowledge, then at least uh, mainstream awareness. And that means that we see a lot of demand from uh, both public sector and also from private organizations into truly understanding what does it mean that technology develops at this rapid pace and how can we be sure to leverage it and how can we be sure to use that for the betterment of humanity and not the opposite. And it's so interesting because you guys are, are, are very, as you quite a developed nation. Still there's this thirst for knowledge about what's going to happen in our future. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, being born in the Nordic countries, I mean, you have to count yourself lucky, right? We have a really well-functioning societies. Uh, uh, we don't have uh, real poverty. And there's a lot of problems that are prevalent around the world that we don't see in the Nordic countries. But having said that, of course, there's always room for optimization, right? And there's always room to figure out how can we do even more, how can we create an even better society, and perhaps also how can we as Nordic countries play a role also in the world in help, you know, making the world a better place in general. I mean, let's face it, climate change, I mean, is also not hitting us the worst first, but it's a problem for humankind. And there are a lot of big problems that are problems for humankind that we all need to work together on trying to solve. Amazing, and I think this, this probably led you on to writing your, your latest book that just came out, uh, Transforming Legacy Organizations. So, you know, from your experience, you must see these large organizations that are really struggling with dealing with this change. And actually, they, they're such large ships that they need to turn and, and, and try to turn as fast as possible. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your book? Yeah, absolutely. So, there's no way we're going to solve the really big problems in the world if we don't have the really big organizations on our side to help solve them. And that can also be really good for business. And, you know, we, in many ways, we live in the age of the startup. Right? We talk about startups all the time and how they disrupt not just companies but entire industries. But there really is no reason why the established corporations, the legacy organizations, why they shouldn't be the winners in the end. Because they have so much more than the startup has, right? They have money, they have customers, they have data, they have systems, they have everything. What they don't very often have is the right mindset and the right innovation design really to design properly for innovation in a large complex system. That's what my book is about and how to try to solve for that. I mean, as, as innovation goes, I, th I think these large organizations, they, they create these innovation teams that don't really know what they're doing, right? Is that, is that sort of what you've been seeing happening? So there's uh, this notion of innovation theater, right, which is saying the right things and doing some things, but it not actually amounting to much. And that doesn't really happen out of bad intent, but really because companies don't think ambitiously enough and strategically enough about innovation. So to move from innovation theater to actually creating real innovation culture and real innovation results, there's a need to re-examine how you really properly design for innovation. And that means, one, to understand really the immune systems that are in many ways battling innovation in large companies. And the other thing is to understand that innovation is not one thing, it's multiple things. And why innovation is so difficult for large uh, companies is because they need to actually innovate in three tracks simultaneously. 
So uh, I describe that at length in my book. It's about one optimizing innovation, which is you know the metaphorical extra blade on the razor. Well, you got to keep doing that, but at one point, you know, blade number six and seven, they don't create that much value, right? So it's only for the short term, but it pays rent. But you also need to think midterm, which is augmenting innovations, which is where you upgrade your core of your system, which you go from analog to digital, to mobile first, to AI first, whatever it is. And finally, you have to work towards mutating innovations, which is the long term, which is where you are truly experimental, where you challenge the core of the company and try to develop through experimentation, who might you be 10, 15, 20 years down the road? Wow, that sounds really interesting. I love the way how you've broken up this innovation into these different sort of segments or different phases of innovation. Because I think people just clump it as innovation. And, and, and what you've done, it sounds like, is you've actually broken it up and, and sort of done a, a, created a methodology around what is innovation and how to achieve it in the best way. Yeah, the problem is using the word innovation is too abstract and it's too big, and that means that it becomes really, really messy. And uh, by understanding that there are different tracks of innovation, there are also different design principles for it. So how you go about the augmenting innovations where you upgrade the core is different from how you do the mutating innovations where you challenge the core. Right? Because the augmenting innovations where you upgrade the core, this needs to be close to the core, uh, but not part of the daily work and daily routines. Whereas the mutating innovations, you actually need to remove it from the core. You actually need physically to put it somewhere else because it's so challenging to the way that we normally do things. We don't in-house have the capabilities, the technologies, the business models. So it's way too noisy. So if you try to do it inside the core, it will die. You have to remove it somewhere else. Amazing. Well, that sounds really exciting. And we can't wait to get a, to get a copy of the book. It's called Transforming Legacy Organizations by Chris Oestergaard. And we are so excited to have you on the show. Chris, thanks so much. It's been a real pleasure. We hope to see you in South Africa pretty soon. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So I really hope you enjoyed that episode. So much to take in. Not enough time to talk to Chris and get all that knowledge. So go out, get transforming legacy organizations, help your large organization innovate and not be disrupted. Make sure to like and subscribe if you want to hear more Exponential Africa episodes. And always remember, keep smiling.